You're listening to Love is the Answer, a podcast that explores the power of love in real life with your hosts, Lynn Kidd and Laurel Elstrom. Welcome to Love is the Answer, where we explore the power of love. I'm Laurel Elstrom with my co-host, Lynn Kidd, and today we're going to be talking about freedom with our guest, John Mark Stroud. And hey, it's Lynn. Today, we'd like to encourage uh, you to help us spread the love. Written reviews are a powerful way of making sure that others discover the resources that you find helpful. Support this podcast by writing a review wherever you get your podcasts. Please also consider writing reviews on Amazon.com for Laurel's book, Love on the Mountain, and also the combined volume of A Course of Love. Thanks so much for your support. All right. So I'm so thrilled today to get to bring on our guest, John Mark Stroud. I first met John Mark in 2012, and we were just talking about how it seems lifetimes ago, not just eight (laughs) years, but it was John Mark, if anybody's read my book, who was the first guy to lead me to A Course of Love. So he's been really pivotal in my own journey, and I like to say we're in love with the same woman which is his wife. I think we probably love her in a different way, but, <laughs> but we're both crazy about her. She's um, easily lovable. That's she sure. certainly is. So when I met John Mark, I went to an event in his home called Waking Up to the Movies, and he was showing movies and giving spiritual reflections on them. It was really fun for people, which, by the way, you can still uh, watch those at onewhowakes.org. That's one O-N-E. And John Mark has also studied A Course in Miracles and Way of Mastery. And at one point, he was actually doing some teaching himself. But now he focuses more on living and responding to life from a place of freedom, wherever that leads and whatever that is. So welcome, John Mark. We are happy to pick your mind today. Well, thank you very much. It's a joy to be here. So Lynn and Laurel, it's fun to be here, and I'm glad you guys invited me. Thank you. Great. Well, it's an honor to have you, John Mark, even though you're joining us from a beautiful campground in (laughs) North Carolina, but that just makes it all perfect. So anyway, we'll begin by asking you the first question that we ask all of our guests. What is love to you? Freedom. Full stop. (laughs) You know what's funny? That's the same answer your wife had when we interviewed her. (laughs) No surprise there. It's pretty fascinating that you're doing this real life experience that's, well, it's kind of an experiment that's focusing on freedom. Talk about what you are freeing yourself from and why it's a priority for you. Anything that limits is a great opportunity to pursue freedom. The journey for me was when I began to have an inner communion with the voice that I later learned to be that of the Christ or Jesus or Yeshua, whatever you want to call it. And I said, what is love? And he said, freedom. And that was it. No more, no exaggerations, no nothing. And in an instant, I knew that I knew nothing about love And everything that I thought I knew about love had absolutely nothing to do with freedom. It was really the the contrary to that. 
Hmm. It was really about obligation, responsibility, commitment, you name it, anything but freedom. For me, my journey took a very important change at that point because I no longer sought to be more loving because what the hell does that mean? You know, and what, what loving means to you, Laurel, and to you, Lynn, and to anyone else, it's all over the board. But freedom is just that. It's freedom. Every time I would touch any of his pathways, whenever the word love was there, I would hear freedom. So rather than trying to love people, which of course comes with a, oh God, please love me back for self's sake. And love me back in the way I want you to, not the way you might choose to express it. But when I began to free others, there's no expectation. There's no demand placed on them. There's no expectation. There's no nothing except they're free. And it's not like I was freeing them. I was freeing myself from this crazy idea of love in the recognition that God created all beings free I was free. They were free. There's only freedom. I mean, I love that thing, you know, we're created in God's image. I don't think anyone would suggest that God is not free. If so, I would really like to hear their expression about how God is limited. So we're created in that image. And if you want to call it presence or pure consciousness or pure mind or whatever, freedom is the very fundamental nature. It's not a tangible thing. It's just a way of being, but freedom is all there is. It's the only thing that's happened in existence. We just overlay it with all kinds of crazy stuff that we've made up. And in the process, we bind ourselves, we limit ourselves, we create all kinds of idols or behavioral things that we're supposed to do, we should do, we ought to do. And some of the worst ones are the ones you pick up when you start to get all spiritual. You know, some of the shoulds, musts, and ought tos about what love is or what love isn't or what love would do or what love wouldn't do. And we beat the crap out of ourselves with those things. But freedom liberates you from that. And that's what we're all seeking is liberation from limitations, from limits, from judgment, from guilt, from shame, from whatever anyone. And at first it feels like oh my God, this is going to be absolute chaos. If everyone's free, if everything is free, it's going to be chaos for sure. And in my own relationship with Cindy, when this really landed with me, there was a bit of chaos because all of a sudden it was not the relationship that it had been, which was based on anything but freedom. But boy, once Cindy got a taste of what freedom really is, then she would have nothing less. And in order to have nothing less, she had to offer nothing less. So I just heard you equate when you said the creator is unlimited. Do you think of freedom and unlimited as the same thing? Are there kind of synonyms? Oh, you bet. Okay. I mean, using our clunky words in their totally inadequate definitions. Yes. Okay. So when you say you're after freedom, you're after an awareness that you're not limited. Would that be accurate? You bet Okay. that my being, my spirit, my soul, whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it, literally knows no limits, Mm -hmm. save those which I choose and apply to my own. I do it to myself. That's pretty freeing right there. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of hear sort of like the movement beyond the conditioning and the programming that we've all been 
brought up in in society. Yeah, to me, that's, yeah, that's a movement beyond like what it should look like, as you were saying, or this idealized version of how it has to be. I wanted to move on to the next question here. It's sort of a nice flow into the next one. Is I know you're living now in an um, Airstream travel trailer. My question is, what would you say energetically, what's going on inside of you right now within you that's outwardly shows up as living in an Airstream travel trailer? Because since, you know, everything is a reflection, you know, the outward is a reflection of, of something going on within us. Cindy and I like to call it being home free. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. We didn't decide to do living full time in an Airstream as though that would get us freedom. It happened naturally as mm-hmm. an extension of the freedom that we had within. So we're free from identity with place. We're free from identity with what's familiar. We're free to be in discovery of the unknown as we travel. Mm-hmm. We, we don't need those. Those things are not part of our consciousness anymore in the way that they were part of our identities before Cindy and I both woke up. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we live home free meaning we're free, we're home within our beings, we're home within God, we're home within consciousness, and no physical thing is really necessary. We'd be happy to do it without the Airstream, but these bodies still need somewhere to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, so somewhere to protect from the elements. That kind of freedom to Mm -hmm. move where we feel moved Mm -hmm. and not be dependent on anyone else, on anything else, Mm -hmm. is this natural flow of spirit within us Mm -hmm. and try as we may if we try and make plans like 95 percent of the time they never work out i mean we just laugh at it it's like we just kind of feel a sense of a general direction and we go Mm -hmm. and it all unfolds and it all works out because we don't put any constraints on consciousness or on god anymore we don't say oh well it needs to look like this and these are what we're the experiences we want to have blah 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 because we would limit what could happen. Mm-hmm. And by truly being in that flow and moving where we feel called and how we feel called, the universe has carte blanche and it rolls out in front of us and is just joyful mm-hmm. to meet us in that freedom and reflect that freedom back to us. So yeah, my other part of the question was, what is your relationship to time in this lifestyle? You're, you're off the linear timeline. Is that what I'm hearing? Or you, let me, you bet. You know. I bet if you called Cindy and I randomly over the next three weeks and asked us what day it was, <laughs> the vast majority of the time we wouldn't know. You know, we don't have routines. We don't have schedules. It's just delightful. Absolutely delightful. You know, I had to, you know, like something like this where I had to meet you guys at a specific time. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I put reminders in my phone. I put post-it notes up because... Nothing about me is trying to keep an appointment with anything. Considering that and living from that place of like how I'm picturing this is that you're paying close attention. You're like living with awareness of anything that you're imposing on yourself. Is that kind of how it works that you're just Um, like watching? And if you find something that seems to be restricting you, you look at it and release it. Is that how it works? Um, No, I would say I'm even, we're free from that. We don't have to pay attention because 
there's nothing but our attention here and now anyway. Got it. To pay attention would suggest that there's something we think it's important that we pay attention to. Hmm. And we would rather be in the flow of whatever this moment is, whatever creation is. We're not looking for what's fucking wrong anymore. Hmm. We're not looking for, for what's wrong within us, what's hmm. bad about something. You know, our minds even freed us from, from that kind of thing. So I would just say it's presence without having a strategy to be present or an intent for what your presence will be. Can you like take us through a typical day, like from when you wake up in the morning, what freedom looks like as you're making decisions, I guess, making choices through the day? How does that work for you? Wow, what a fascinating question. I guess I'm going to be in discovery about it because I've never really thought much. About okay, it. cool. So, all right. So when I first become aware that I am in this physical body, in this realm, I just immediately feel my vast, infinite spirit. That's not like it takes any effort to do it, but I don't collapse the fullness of my consciousness or my awareness back down to this tiny little form, which is my physical form and the John Mark personality. So I can just rest there in this vast, and it's not a doing, it's just a being, an isness that doesn't require anything of me, doesn't demand anything of me, but is utterly paradoxically kind of poised and present for whatever choice I'm going to make, whatever decision that I'm going to make. I'm sorry. Do you ever oh, find yourself sitting kind of like, I'm not feeling any particular impulse to do anything right now? Is it? Oh, and that's my favorite. I love that. Yeah. Tell us about yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, for a while, it, that lack of impulse, because what I discovered for me in my own consciousness, that most of those impulses, even if we want to call them desires, were rooted and were arising from some sense of lack. And once I discovered that and freed myself from being uh, hoodwinked by all those, oh, something's missing, let me go get something, let me go do something, how one chooses from wholeness and how one moves from wholeness is very, very different than how we move from lack or fear or need. Because that wholeness is already whole, it doesn't need outcomes to provide proof or evidence or uh, joy or anything else, because it's already, it's already there. It's already intrinsic in that wholeness. A phrase that, you know, came up for me was sort of like, I forget who says it, be here now. It's just like you, you be here now. And I, I had a, a question that came up kind of like a corollary of this is you, I heard you mention like flow. I know when I'm in a flow state, it's actually, and this is even talked about in A Course of Love, where later on in the 40 days, it talks about where we actually get to this place where there's no division between who we are and what we're doing. And it actually becomes a choiceless awareness. We're not even making a choice. We're just in the flow of the moment. I know I've had those moments where I am in a flow and it's like everything, as you said, effortless, everything is happening. It's effortless. There's no thinking about it. There's no analyzing and there's really no choice involved in it. It's just a choiceless awareness in this moment. And that's what I've experienced. I just wanted to know is, would you describe 
some of that that you're experiencing as a kind of choiceless awareness because we um, are the experience and there's no there's no split between sure. us and anything there's no separation I, I would agree with you that our consciousness our awareness is choiceless we can't unchoose it we're always aware we're always conscious it's just a matter of what are we using our consciousness for mm -hmm. but in that flow state i have discovered that it's not that there's not choice the awareness is choiceless the presence is choiceless the experience but within it in a context of an extraordinary freedom there's now the power of choice liberated from choice that arises out of need so it is a choiceless awareness but within it is almost like a divine choice that is extremely, extremely powerful. But it's not at all related to choices as the vast majority of beings yeah. experience choice. It's not choice from a pre-existing set of conditions that one might agree on or think are possible. It's the choice to express beyond limitations like to explore if you would a little bit too you sort of alluded to it and I'd like to like bring it forward the idea that we don't identify with any certain set of teachings mm. so you yourself you used to teach and you quit teaching is that part of this freedom talk about that for a little bit if you will about how we stay free in regards to our spiritual path and what we choose to focus on well, I'll just use an analogy to try and explain that. So if we imagine the Course in Miracles as a river, the Course of Love is where the Ray of Mastery is a river, the Bhagavad Gita is a river, the uh, Upanishads is a river. I mean, you name it, any historical spiritual path, they're modern one. Uh, Paul Selig's beautiful, I am the word word. Those are all individual rivers or streams. When I became the utter wetness that is uniform across all streams, it was no longer really beneficial for me to teach one stream. It was better for me to embody the wetness, the essence of all pathways, all streams. Sometimes when I meet with people, it's amazing the kind of stuff that can come to be shared with them because they don't have to adopt to my thought system because spirit will meet them where they're at and use symbols or words or whatever that may work for them. Teaching just didn't, I felt complete with that part of my journey because what this isness can't really be taught, but it can certainly be. And in the being of it, ironically, you're teaching just by your being. And that can be extraordinarily more powerful for someone to be in the, the presence of presence mm -hmm. rather than if you'll agree to this thought system, then we can communicate in a way that I think would be helpful for you. When you come at it from that perspective, your relationship with the guy you're playing pickleball with or the person who's taking your money as you're going into the campground is on the same deep level as your relationship might be with somebody who's on a spiritual path, right? Uh, you bet. Uh, and quite honestly, it's generally much more easy to uh, interact with those who aren't on a spiritual path. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
know, it's just a, that's the simplicity of it all. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> chop wood, carry water. That's the beautiful simplicity of, of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Live free, play yeah. pickleball would be. Yeah. <laughs> and here's our question of the week. It's usually a question that one of our listeners writes in. I have a live-in partner who yells all the time. It feels verbally abusive. This has been going on for several years. I have small children at home and I have nowhere else to go. How is love the answer to seeing my inner truth and what is feeling like a hopeless external situation? Mine's pretty simple. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, You're free to leave. Well, the questioner is saying, I I have small children and I have nowhere else to go. Did you want to maybe elaborate a little bit on that? You're free to leave and be in discoveries that you cannot even realize until you do. Because until we make choices and decisions, Mm -hmm. the universe does not open doors for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we play this game of I need the door to be open first. Mm -hmm. That's That's got cause and effect ass backwards. But we're never trapped. We always have choice and we always and the universe will always meet us. We may not get what we think we want, Mm -hmm. but we're always going to get what's going to be our highest and best. That's my simple thing is love is not tolerance of abuse. And in a lot of spirituality, especially in A Course in Miracles with holy relationship, people have totally misunderstood those Mm -hmm. teachings, left themselves in very difficult hard situations and maybe their lesson is how to say yeah thank you no i'll see you later i'd like to add another perspective on this prefacing it by saying that when john mark when you said you have the freedom to go i went yeah right like i totally got that i totally agreed with that but at the same time i know people that you were referring to when that don't really they don't have the strength or the courage or the clarity or whatever it is that they need to actually go. They don't feel strong enough. So I was looking at the question from that point of view as a way to work if she decides or he to stay. How can I use this situation as a way to free myself, if you will? So basically freeing yourself from the, like the oppressive feelings of somebody yelling all the time. How can I work within my situation and get free of that conflict? And, you know, we've all had that thing where somebody else behaves one way, which causes us to behave another way. And it's almost like we're hooked into the same dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you go forward, I go back, that kind of a dance. So how the question that I was looking at is how could she stay in that situation and get out of the dance? two things came to mind. I've been having a lot of fun lately living as if the, the world that I see is, is my dream and comes from me and owning everything that's happening in my dream as if it were a manifestation of what's going on inside. In which case, if she were to do that in this situation, you know, she could do some self-inquiry, like what part of me is yelling all the time at me. What part of me feels like they're not being heard, that they have to yell? And use that as a way to get to know the self better. And also, just if that's the case, what would it be like if she really listened? 
-hmm. when the person yelled. If she sat down and really was like, I hear what you're saying. Uh huh. I see this and reflected it back. And then, of course, the other thing that came to mind was loving kindness meditation, which can do incredible things in situations where, you know, the first step is you picture someone you really love in a chair and you say, may you be happy, may you be peaceful, may you feel heard. Then you picture someone neutral in the chair and then you picture the person who's giving you a problem and you just extend that energetic, may you be happy, may you be peaceful, may you know that you're heard and you're honored. And it can switch the energy in situations without having to address it directly because it well basically changes you and then it's reflected back that's the answer i'll throw in the ring (laughs) that's those are wonderful suggestions thank you and i really like the you can be free if you choose i like that too so well it looks like that's all the time that we have for today we really want to thank our guest john mark stroud for so many things and know that you can watch those movies and his commentaries and other things at onewhowakes.org. And that's one O N E who wakes.org. Was there anything else you wanted to say about before you go, John Mark? Yeah, I'd like to just give a, the simplest of practices. There is no sin, there's not anything we should do or shouldn't do. For instance, many beings in spirituality will perceive a judgment within themselves Mm. and immediately beat the shit out of themselves for the judgment. But unless you free yourself to judge, you'll never render judgment a simple choice. Okay, you're going to have to explain that because I didn't even get that. We've all heard judgment is bad. You're not Mm -hmm. supposed to judge. You're judging judgment. if If you see it within you, you're then bad, you've done something wrong, blah, 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 blah. But just understand that if you free yourself to judge or not judge, Mm -hmm. now it's just a simple choice. It's not a spiritual mandate that you will use to harm yourself. You have rendered it simply a choice. And if you can do that with all the shoulds and all the musts and all the have tos, I mean, the fact of the matter is I remain eternally free to judge. And because I am free to judge, I'm also free not to. And now I can choose freely. Mm-hmm. But if there are all these shoulds, musts, and ought tos, that's what hurts us. We have created an idol. We have set a pre-existing condition that we must adhere to behaviorally, mentally, whatever. And when we don't, we hurt ourselves. And that fuels the process of, I have to be better, I have to be better, I have to be better. And that is painful. So if everyone can very simply recognize that everything's just a choice and come from a place of freedom, well, look at this situation. I'm free to judge or I'm free not. Now, then your choice becomes generally pretty obvious. Yeah. But if you come at the situation and you've already predetermined, I can't be free in this situation. I have to only do this. Mm-hmm. God, you work your ass off, man. It's not yeah. fun at all. I'm not advocating judgment. I'm advocating yeah. utter freedom mm-hmm. and the power and authority that every being has so as to not face their pre-existing judgments within themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 
what Great. I'm hearing is kind of like, don't judge yourself for judging yourself or don't uh, judge yourself for judging anything. Well, don't judge yourself for judging judgment, but free yourself to be in relationship with that energy freely how you choose. Okay. Yeah. So you can choose what's most helpful, what feels sure. best. This moment. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Great. Thanks for that. We, that because was a great that, way to. That's the practical yeah. inner freedom. Mm. Because it's the idols that we've already said, I have to be like this. This is mm -hmm. the right way. We kill ourselves with that. I'm just trying to help everyone come at everything mm -hmm. from a place of freedom. I'm free to smoke or not. Yeah. I'm free to stay or I'm free to leave. Because then you're all of a sudden, you've not disempowered yourself. You have now empowered yourself. And in that power and in that freedom of authority to choose, which is sovereignly every beings throughout eternity, then you're free. You make the choice, and back to your point, Lynn, this is let your yay be yay and your nay be nay and move on. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just let your yay be yay with the things that I say yay is the right thing and yeah. let your nay be nay with what the Bible says is the no thing. You see what I mean? Yeah. And what freedom is that? Yeah. And we bind ourselves up and we limit ourselves in extraordinary ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just a very simple practice done in the authority and sovereignty of one's own inner being to free themselves and be in their authority. And once they taste this, they will not let it go. For instance, I would never say that I should not be able to choose fear mm. because to do so would limit me. Mm. And it, by extension, I would limit everybody else. Mm -hmm. I remain eternally free to choose fear. I don't choose it anymore, yeah. but I thank God I can. Yeah. So it's kind of like letting go of all structures. You bet. And that's Thanks the so spacious much. self. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. That was a great ending. Yeah, so really. uh, thanks well. again, John Mark. And be sure to listen next time when our guest will be Rania Banks. We'll be talking about righteous anger, which should be interesting. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, free yourself to have righteous anger. <laughs> there there you go. <laughs> <laughs> anger is liberating. It's freedom. I know. <laughs> well, it, okay. it is a powerful energy that is yeah. perfectly appropriate in some yeah, many exactly. situations. And it's all contained within love anyway. So we don't have to yeah, worry about we're being shot off in the universe <laughs> separate from God and love. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we would love to feature uh, your question as our question of the week. So please submit your questions by emailing us at love is the answer for you. That's number four at gmail.com. That's love is the answer for you. That's number four at gmail.com. Thanks so much, John Mark, for joining us today. Thanks to all our listeners out there for listening. And we really do love you and we'll see you next time. Oh, <laughs> Happy, cool. freedom. Hey. Happy, Happy freedom. Happy freedom. <laughs> Thank you both for your sharing in this way and creating a context in which others can love. And to all beings, I celebrate all you ever have been, whatever you choose now and whatever you may become, you're free, you are free, you are free. Amen. Amen. Bye.